Chat with Traders is sponsored by Trade the Pool. Are concerns about limited buying power, insufficient capital, or fear of losing your own money preventing you from advancing your trading capabilities? Trade the Pool is an online stock trading prop firm that offers funding for stock traders. Demonstrate your skills, trade their capital, and keep your profits. You can engage in intraday trading and now swing trading on Trade the Pool with any U.S. stock or ETF. The procedure is straightforward. Pay an evaluation fee, successfully complete the evaluation, and get funded. Visit tradethepool.com forward slash chat to learn more. You've seen the headlines. Bonds are making a comeback. But if you've ever tried to invest in bonds, you know what a clunky, complicated, broken experience it can be. That's why at Public, they took fixed income and fixed it. Now you can find, evaluate, and buy thousands of bonds with an investing experience designed this century. Add fixed income to your portfolio with corporate, treasury, and municipal bonds. Go to public.com forward slash bonds podcast to get started. This podcast is sponsored by Public. Full disclosures can be found at public.com forward slash bonds. Markets, speculation, and risk. This is the Chat with Traders podcast, hosted by Aaron Fifield. Traders, Aaron Fifield here. Welcome to 190. This is an episode to cover the extreme volatility in markets following the recent outbreak of coronavirus. Joining me is Nishant Porbandawala, returning for a second time on Chat with Traders and here to discuss how he's been navigating through the turmoil. Nish is a proprietary equities trader at Kirshner Trading Group with well over a decade of experience behind him. Now, just a few things I'd like to point out before we get started. Both Nish and I are sensitive to the fact that there are a lot of people who have been adversely impacted by this outbreak and the market downturn. Nish is here purely to share his insights and wisdom, not to gloat about large gains. Also, you'll hear Nish speak about a scenario for how he thinks the market could play out over the coming weeks and months. It's important to remember though, he's an intraday trader who's not married to any one idea. He will quickly abandon an opinion when necessary. So as per usual, nothing you hear in this episode or any episode is to be treated as financial advice. You are entirely responsible for your own trading decisions. And after this episode, it would be well worth your while to go back and listen to 170. That's the first time Nish was on Chat with Traders. But right now, here's our latest conversation, recorded immediately after the US close, 18th of March, 2020. Thanks for listening. Pretty much the focus of just catching up with you now was just to talk about what's going on currently, because it's, uh, it's quite unique. So um, one of the things I was going to ask you about this, first of all, and, and we'll get recording now, um, when the virus first began spreading through China back in January, did you have any foresight to imagine the knock-on effect that's happening right now? No, I think like, like every other person in the United States, uh, no one took this so seriously. You know, we always thought like, yeah, things happen in China, but they won't happen out here or this won't spread like this. Plus, it's 2020. I mean, really, are we going to die of a virus? Uh, just like the same normal, you know, naive thought that uh, I think every other person had out here. 
uh, I think we as traders had the same thing. We were just like, oh, great, at least something has come up. There'll be some vol- volatility in the market because of that, and that's it. And you know, we were just trading like China names and things like that at that time. And then, uh, you know, I think uh, came February and suddenly, you know, things started being focused on on United States a little bit. A few cases here, a few cases there. A sudden panic in the stock market suddenly started falling like 250 points. And so that we're like, oh, wow, okay, cool. There's something happening out here. But, you know, it's probably an overreaction. You know, people just, you know, there's this. And then one thing we have to understand in this market is that people have been caught with their pants down. You know, when I, when I say that, I mean, like, Everyone was super bullish. Many of these people have not seen what 2008 felt like. So they never like, you know, they only seen the bull market and then passive investing. You know, people have just said, you know what? I don't know what to buy. Let's just buy SPY. Let's just buy Qs. So like, you know, all your 401ks, you know, you're just just buying, you know, passive investing. And, and you know, you didn't have to bother about it because there was no risk management required because the market was just going up every day, every day, every day. No one bothered, you know, your portfolio went from 10% to 50% to 100% up and no one bothered. And now people keep questioning me like, hey man, my portfolio is down 30, 35%. Uh, what should I do? I said, did you think about it when it was up 35%? No, right? So either you don't do anything right now or you should have done something then, you know? Um, so that's what I tell people. But again, you know, obviously I didn't, I, I don't think I, I had the foresight to see something in the United States. Yeah, it's very strange because even when it was beginning to spread through China, the market in the US and even Australia here just was continuing to push on into all-time highs just day after day. So I think the majority of people thought that it was going to be much better contained. And as you said, it's obviously caught a lot of people with their pants down. Um, and, And I think that's partially the reason, you know, everyone was super bullish up until a few weeks ago. Yeah, and that's what is different than 2008, right? 2008, we kind of saw things progress over a period of maybe three, four, five months. You know, things went from, you know, bad to worse to, you know, world is coming to an end. Uh, in this case, the, the time period is so much shorter, right? I mean, won't we like nearly at all-time highs in like, I think, what, January, February, you know, pretty much like, I think I think I just saw like twenty trading days ago. We were spy was at all time highs, twenty trading days ago. So in that much time, we have sold so much trillion dollars worth of stock, and people. I mean, I would say more people are just covering their longs. They're like just getting out right now, saying that. But you know, we didn't take any risk. You know, people are the Wix is going crazy because people are hedging their the long bets instead of selling stock. You know, at like you know crazy prices. I think today I felt, and today is what, uh, today is Wednesday, I think uh, the 17th or so, uh, was the first time I think I saw some buying come in a little bit at the end, but there was a lot of panic. And then some stocks have just done so badly, so badly, like they are like down, I don't know, 2008 levels, you know, uh, REITs, uh, anything that's that has mortgage in them right now. People don't think that, that debt is the biggest problem. And, you know, I feel like there were like stocks like HYD, IB, you know, what was it? Um, the bonds like TLTs and, you know, the, the TBTs and all the bonds and everything is just melting down. PFF, the preferred ETF, like that's like getting killed. I mean, it got killed back in 2008 also, but that made sense because, you know, it was the debt 
crisis. But this is turning into a debt crisis. Just watch it because, you know, the way America works, and I was telling my friend that, you know, we need to change the mentality of this country, of our community, is that we got to start saving money for a rainy day. You know, it's like 75% of America lives paycheck to paycheck. Now, they live paycheck to paycheck, but they can always save some part of the paycheck. I'm sure there's a certain amount of people that can surely, you know, do that. And now when shit hits the fan like this, you know, everything just goes in, in you know, disarray. You know, it's like it, it becomes into a, a world-ending situation, becomes like into the walking dead, you know, <laughs> which it won't happen. It'll never go that bad, but the fear is going to be that bad and people will just like, you know, sell everything and stay in, in cash, you know. And that's what happened in 2008 also. There will be good stuff to buy eventually. There will be. But I still don't think we are at the bottom right now. That's my personal view. You know, I'm a day trader. Listen, <laughs> I'm no, I'm no like, you know, a mutual fund manager or something that I really know when the bottom is. But I, just personally, I feel like there's one big move left. Maybe I think once we finish all this, I think the bottom will be about 50% down from the top. For you, what signaled a clear regime shift? Because as we've seen over the past couple of years, there's been a few kind of nasty sell-offs, uh, but they've been reasonably short-lived. This has obviously gone much further and, and much faster. Was there a point in the past, let's say 20 days, which signaled a clear regime shift to you? I think uh, for me, the first halt in the market, you know, I mean, I've traded 16 years in this market. I've traded to 2008. I've traded through flash crashes. I've, I've traded through a lot of stuff, you know, but I've seen futures, you know, limit down. That has, that's not a big deal, but I've never seen the market halt, right? And I couldn't believe it when the market halted for the first time. And I was like, you know what? This is different. I mean, this is a lot of people have to, you know, unwind their positions out here because, you know, if this, if the worst case scenario happens, right, uh, people are going to be stuck big time in this. There's millions of billions and trillions of, of, of passive money that is stuck, you know. So everyone's going to just unload. And I was like, you know what? I think my, my biggest mistake, which I did, I mean, you know, uh, was to buy Boeing, I think. I, I thought... Boeing is untouchable, you know, that's what I thought. And I kept buying Boeing and kept buying Boeing. And I'm like, now I'm like, you know, maybe I should not have bought it. I mean, forget not about it. I'm already getting out of my Boeing position because I'm like, you know what? I mean, if you think about Boeing, right, this is the way I thought about it. I'm like, Boeing is pretty much the only, like Airbus and Boeing are the only people in this world that make planes, right? End of the day, the world is going to become a bigger place. There's going to be more people in this world. There's going to be more travel. End of the day, people have to buy more planes. It's just normal, you know, that's what's going to happen eventually. But uh, that's not how the, the stock is being treated right now, you know. <laughs> and I still have that view. But at the same time, I'm just like, you know what? This is not the time, you know. Maybe there'll be a better price, a better time. And, you know, I don't want to be early in this market, you know, because, I mean, I think, I think in this market now, cash is king, right? I mean, people like Microsoft, people like Apple, who have like you know 150 200 billion dollars sitting with them they become like you know the the gods of the market right now like listen you know because you know worst case we can get through this the people who have over leveraged like you know and everyone over leveraged in this market right i mean because 
you're in a bull market everyone everything is great you know you know buybacks dividend increase uh, you know let's let's use let's let's borrow money for cheap and you know build another hotel like marriott and you know <laughs> all those guys you know they just they just over leverage themselves you know and that's the problem with you know with america as, as as a whole is that we we over leverage all all our you know our credit cards and this and that so when when shit hits the fan we always go to an extreme downturn you know <laughs> and this is what happened you know really quick but but you know again we're still in a state of fear right now so you know it's still early i don't know when this is all going to unwind you know a big part of performing well in these conditions i'm sure comes down to preparedness what are you doing to prepare prior to the open each day you know one thing to do very uh, in this in this environment is to be flexible you know i think that's very important is like don't come with pre notions you know pre pre notion that you're going to buy the market because you're down two and a half thousand points it doesn't mean anything now you just have to be flexible see you know once you see what you see and if you like it then go for it do not have these preconceived notions that you know damn dude you know apples at 240 230 let's go buy it you never know what's going to happen you know and you just have to be flexible and i think you know i think experience in this market is everything you know i feel like i mean in this year i mean i'm making i'm doing well because i've seen a part of 2008 i've seen a big part of 2008 i've seen flash crashes i've seen everything the real there's easy money and there's tough money right the easy money is arbitrage stuff you know um when things halted for example uh there's algorithms that trade the open right obviously but when things halted those algorithms were not working right so when something halts and the whole market is halted all the algorithms are shut off so what a stock is going to open at versus what it closed at is a is a big difference and so i started looking at those things i'm like you know what just before the market this before the halt happened UNH for example closed at 170 after the halt it's opening at 155 i'm like you know what spy is not opening down that much as as you know the way UNH is doing it that's because this there was no liquidity in the market at at those halts because of algorithms being shut off because the algorithms were not programmed for halts <laughs> they were they were programmed for on open on close program for throughout the day but when a stock opens after you know whatever half an hour or you know of the open they don't know what to do so there's a lot of things like this which come with experience that you start watching you know you're like you know what this is what i saw this is what i like and and there's so much craziness in the market by this because of that is people you know selling things really quickly really fast just panic selling you can buy you know you can buy reversals you can go momentum a lot of these stocks have become short sell restricted you know if someone doesn't understand that basically if if a stock goes down more than 10% uh and for two days it becomes short sell restricted which means that you can only buy if there's an uptick sorry you can only short if there's an uptick right so all these scenarios are coming in and like you know spy itself has become short sell restricted that creates a lot of problem because you know if you want to short spy <laughs> it has to have an uptick before you can short it so there's a lot of stuff that's happening in the market you know it's just uh, i think this is where experience uh, comes in hand you know it's because this is once in a life no i i said in 2008 it's a once in a lifetime opportunity but you know it's come back again so i don't want to say that um 
it's unfortunate in our lives also that you know we always make money when things go bad when the whole world is like you know crying about stuff and you know be like just that's why i never never tell my pnl to anyone you know because i'm like you know it's just feasible unethical sometimes <laughs> to do it but uh, but yeah this is extraordinary times you know and you just have to stand up and uh, and trade and you know put risk on because there's some trades where you just have to put the risk on you know you say listen what if you're right you're going to make 3 4 5 points if you're wrong you just have to learn to you know manage your risk i think risk management in this in this market is probably the biggest thing you know you just you can't be stubborn you can't you can't say like this this is not possible you, you know boeing cannot be going to 90 dollars boeing cannot fall 150 points in a week it did it just did you know and you just have to agree to it and say listen what get out get out use the risk get in again when you think it's the right time but get out right now <laughs> on that subject there seems to be almost like two mindsets around trading during these conditions there's one where it's you know these conditions are too abnormal it's time to dial back the risk and then there's the other mindset which is this is a very rare opportunity right now it doesn't come around very often increasing risk is actually justified during periods like this how would you encourage a junior trader to think about you know which side they might be leaning towards I mean I do have a student he is a junior trader he's only been in you know in for 6 months and I'm like listen this is the market where you stand up and you know you show me how you know you have the balls it doesn't mean you go and be stupid it means you do a calculated risk right if you see something that that you like and you think you know you can surely make there's a good chance you can make money you go step on it don't worry because in this market right there's going to be so much opportunities that if you're wrong you can always come back from it right in a dead market like you know two months ago you know if i was down 30 40000 i'm like yeah my day is done today i'm like listen if i'm down 20 also down i mean i was down i think i was down 60 yesterday and i finished the day up 20 you know so you know it's just like in in days like this i'm not worried about being down because i know there's enough opportunities to come back when when there's not opportunities that's the day when i'm like listen you know you got to manage risk even harder right now i'm like you know what if the opportunity is there you got to take a, you got to take the risk uh you might be wrong but there's other places where you can be right and come back from it you know so what one of my students is doing is like he's looking at my, you know my trades and trying to like emulate the same thing and that's the way to do it you know i mean uh you know he's, he's i mean stuff because he's he's seeing the the craziness of this market very early in his career the next time he sees it he's going to be you know even more aggressive and he'll stand up even more but right now he's like oh you know this guy is doing it so i'm just going to like you know stand up because he's doing it and he probably knows it's right but eventually that's how you learn you know you just have to you know hold someone's hand and walk and soon they'll start running themselves you know end of the day so i so to, yeah sorry to answer your question i would say yeah you got to take on risk it just depends what kind of trader you are right i'm a day trader i'm in and out of positions quickly if you're going to sit on positions overnight and things like that nah you got to you got to be more sensible you got to be more you know maybe take a hedge or things like that right now i mean i don't clean my slate every day because i mean either we are up a thousand points or we are down a thousand points forget up or down maybe two thousand points on the dow these days <laughs> yeah i think that's that's really wise nish how are you more specifically actually managing risk through this like are there any rules that you are enforcing upon yourself 
As I said, you know, I mean, not to be stubborn about things, you know, unbelievable situations are happening around you. At the same time, you like, you just have to say, listen, you know what? You have to cut your losses. That's something which is ingrained in me. You know, I just see red and I just start, I start selling, you know, and just like I start covering my position or whatever I have to do. I get out, but I might get in again, maybe like 15 minutes later again and, you know, trade trade the same stock again. But I don't know. My mind is conditioned. Yeah. You know, it's just like, it's just repetitive, you know, 16 years of, you know, trading and continuously doing it. You just, it just comes automatically to you now. You know, I just don't have to think about it as much, but at the same time, you know, I just, you know, if you're, if you make one wrong move in this market, you can get hit pretty badly. So I'm just trying to, like, I double take on everything. I'm like, you know what, should I take this amount of size? Yeah. Okay, fine. Let's go do it. You know, just have a second thought before I do sometimes, you know, in this market, because it's such so crazy. Let me tell you one thing also, right? In this market, I haven't seen crazy panic yet. Yes, we've been gapped down. We have sold off all that. But the panic of a flash crash is not been seen out here. The panic of 2008 that I saw hasn't been seen here. And I feel like when that happens, that's going to be the bottom of the market or very close to the bottom of the market. And that's my personal view because it's still been orderly selling. You know, it hasn't been, it's just been a lot of selling, but still been very orderly, you know, orderly selling. Like, you know, I remember in the flash crash, I'd bought um, Home Depot about, you know, six, 17, 18 points, you know, it fell eight, you know, in about a minute. Uh, today, Home Depot is down 18, 20 points but it's down over the whole day. So you see the difference, you know, the, the quickness and like the lack of liquidity that was there in flash crashes is not, is, is, is not senior, right? As of right now, it's still, there's a lot of liquidity to get in, get out of positions, but yeah, there's a lot of, I think overnight, you know, there's a lot more happening than it happened back then. So you feel like we haven't seen that real big volume capitulation which often signals a bottom coming yet. Exactly, exactly. We need to, I mean, this is what I think. Oh, this is just me, is that we need to open down, you know, swoosh down and then finish higher for the day and then come back and finish higher for the day. Get all the shots out, you know. Uh, and when the day that happens, I think there's a pretty good chance that we're down to the close, you know, the, the bottom of the market, I feel. But it has to happen at the open, you know, when you fall down, and you retrace back all those losses and, you know, finish up high. The day that happens, I think we might be at the bottom. When the trading day is underway with so much moving right now, how do you determine where to focus your attention? You know, that's where, you know, colleagues come in handy and, you know, you know, you have your own tickers that you've programmed over, over a long period of time. Um, obviously, though, you know, my, my company has great tools to go and figure and find situations that are unique. And my friends, you know, I mean, people who sit left and right of me, you know, we keep talking, we keep saying like, hey, listen, I'm checking out this word. And they're saying, you know, we're checking out this symbol. So it's great because, you know, this way, I, you know, we have, you know, three pairs of eyes, you know, watching three different things. And I'm like, listen, call it, call it when you think it's going to turn. And, you know, they'll call it when it's going to turn. I'm going to call it when I see something turn. And we just keep saying symbols and, you know, keep talking throughout the day. I mean, this is the hardest I've ever worked in 16 years. Hardest. I have sat on my on my desk for eight hours for the last, I don't know, 15, 16 days. Uh, lunch has been ordered inside. 
I drink water so that I could go and pee. It's just been uh, it's just been crazy. We're all working so hard. I mean, I've never waited for the weekend as much as I waited right now because and my wife was telling me the same thing. She's like, you know, I've never heard you say that. Thank God the weekends here. You always said that. Oh man, I can't trade on a weekend. You know. So she's also like, she's like, wait, man, you you must be really tired because <laughs> you're actually wanting a weekend coming. You know. And you know, I mean, we're all passionate traders out here. You know. So it's like, you know, you just want to trade. And it's just it's hard to get some sleep in the night, and you know, at night because you're always thinking. Like I remember when when oil fell at twenty percent when Saudi did the you know that thing, and I saw the futures down about twelve thirteen hundred, and I'm like, oh my god, like you know what's going to happen in the night? You know, it's going to be limit down. I'm going to halt. You know, the next day, and you start thinking, and you start to try to fall asleep, and then suddenly at one thirty in the morning, you wake up, and you're like, you know what? Let me just check the futures. I check the futures, like, you know, down 1400. I'm like, okay, fine, go back to sleep, you know, and start, you know, you're still thinking about trading and how you're going to manage the day and things like that. Again, you wake up at 430, you're like, let me see the futures. And, you know, you again try to go to sleep. And then by 530, you're again up. And I'm like, you know what? Makes no sense, man. I just, I just need to go to work and finish this day. And then, you know, you crash after the day. <laughs> just mentally drained. Yeah, mentally drained, physically drained, you know, backs are hurting, you know. Um, I'm wearing a risk card right now because I've typed. I mean, I think in this month I must have traded at least 15, 20 million shares. At least. I haven't, I haven't paid attention, but I'm thinking I'm averaging about two or three million a day, at least. Are you a developing or seasoned day trader who trades the US markets? Is the only thing stopping you from getting to the next level is having enough capital to trade? Trade the Pool is a unique online stock trading prop firm that funds stock traders worldwide. Not having to risk your own capital can help you focus on other things like making better decisions on your trades. There's no PDT rules to worry about. You got more than 12,000 stocks and ETFs to trade, long or short, and professional tools at your side. How you get funded is you show them your skills through a straightforward evaluation process. Once you pass the evaluation, you get funded and trade with their pool of money and split the profits. Don't let the lack of buying power, capital, or fear of losing your own money prevent you from taking your trading to the next level. Visit tradethepool.com slash chat to learn more. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. One of the things I also wanted to ask you about this uh, while I have you is how has your, your approach altered from how you were trading earlier in the year? Like what have you done to adapt to this environment? Like the same way you were trading in January, I presume, is not the same way you're trading right now. I mean, I'm sure it's probably similar in many ways, but there are probably some adjustments as well. Yeah, for sure. I mean, I mean, I was talking to a friend of mine yesterday and I'm like, you know, the way the stocks are falling. See, I was a reversal trader, right? So I'm looking for things going down and then I'm buying them and they're turning around. In this market, it doesn't happen that often now anymore. Uh, so we're like, you know, wait, you know, when do we buy things that are going down? This, because it's very different when a stock is short sell restricted uh, because, you know, it's just like sell orders come in and they have to get done 
and how do you figure out when they are done because it's like you know i don't know who's selling on the other end but like you know they just come with a big size and they keep coming down 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 you try to figure out how much is left in them and you know so i'm just trying to figure that out more right now um that where you know is a challenge and that's how i was down 60000 the other day because i was trying to buy it like the way i normally buy in january and i'm like you know what things have changed the way to buy it now is much later wait for the ultimate panic you know uh, we used to have panic that time in january and we would buy it and would turn around usually but now it's like a different level of panic i need to see the, the level of panic that was there in january comes much earlier in the in the day out here so it's a little different so trying to adapt to that and i think today was the first day i kind of adapted to that and i felt like okay you know what i'm seeing things differently um when things are down you know 40 50% uh even a 10% move after that can ruin your day you know so you just have to be super precise so i mean i'm in i'm out i'm controlling my risk because i know when i'm right it's going to be a 3 or 4 point move up so i can't give you know more than 40 50 cents if i'm wrong any time so trying to be wrong less obviously helps but i'm just trying to manage my risk on those because i know the time i'm going to be right i need to be in the right size and i need to be uh, you know i and you take profits also because these things move 3 4 points so quickly and you're like oh my god this looks amazing you know this can retrace back all 50% and in that is down today nah it's not going to happen the way that you you know it used to happen in january where you know you would get a good retracement but slow and steady retracement now the retracement is much faster and much short lived you know so those things have changed um just you know adding more size to things that you you know uh, one thing one thing that you know it's important and you learn is that once you have a, a bank roll like you know we get paid every month so let's say if i'm up pretty good in the month right i don't mind risking more on good situations you know i'm like you know normally what i would take 20000 shares i might take you know uh, 70000 shares 80000 shares i'm like i'm not scared to lose money and uh, that only happens when you have a bank roll you know whatever you say very few traders have that kind of guts and that kind of uh, you know i mean there are few traders that do it like you know it doesn't matter to them how much they up or down in the month and they trade the same way for me i i mentally i know that's what i am when i have enough money lying you know in that in that month where I, you know i'm like i don't mind if i'm wrong and if i lose 15 20000 you know when i ha- when i'm up a decent amount i try and you know be more risky you know i'll try and push the envelope more i'll press my bets a little bit more i'll believe in myself a little bit more confidence automatically only comes when you when you start being right multiple times you know and then you start you know adding to your positions more and more and you believe in yourself and obviously you know, the money comes along with it you know so you just start it's like a, it's like a you know clockwork you know and it just works well when you when you do things right you know somehow for me it's like if i'm if i'm positive is because i'm i'm doing things right you know i try not to have a negative day because i change my my mind changes so it's just good to know yourself you know and i think you know 16 years of of trading you start to get to know yourself really well yeah it's a long time man more specifically on this point here how are you deciding on key points or maybe optimal points on where to enter and exit your your trades <sighs> um it's a, it's a tough it's a tough question to answer without 
you know, someone sitting right next to me and me explaining what the thought process was when I went in this trade. And all because so many other factors in this market that 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 determine, you know, it's Trump tweeting, it's you know, press conferences, it's the number of viruses that that are you know hitting New York City, or is New York City on a lockdown? Now San Francisco is on a lockdown. You know, it's just just so much happening that even if a good setup is 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 there, it becomes into a bad setup because of what 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 happens on the news at times so i mean you just have to you know you just have to say this this is this is where i want to be in if doesn't work out the way it is you cut your losses and move on it's just risk management right now you know it's just you know you will be right because you know the situation that that you want to see it's about you know other factors and you just have to be you know just be quick i mean that's something which we are you know i think you know we're very quick with our with our fingers, like you know, we kind of sell super quick, and we you know we get in positions, get out positions. It's just you know we're pretty nimble. It's not like you know, you know, like oh let's buy this, hold it for like 10, 15 minutes, and then see what happens. Let's put a stop. I'm not doing all that. I'm just like in. I'm like, do I like it? Do I like it? Okay, fine. It's working in my direction. Move on to the next setup. And the way I do is I just I just arrange my my PNL from from uh, winners to losers. So I'm just managing my losers most of the time. And then I'll keep looking at the top winner and I'll start putting out orders to get out on those winners, you know. So if they hit my orders, great. If it doesn't, I'm still watching everything as much as possible. You're multitasking, man. <laughs> yeah, I know that was a bit of a tricky question, but I just wanted to ask it. I was interested to hear how you, you would answer. So um, very good, man. Uh, last question. I know you've done very well during this downturn. Ultimately, what do you put it down to? What skills and abilities have enabled you to make large gains? One is obviously risk reward. I've always said that. Second is experience. You know, honestly, uh, experience is a big factor in this. It's about you know you've seen situations, you know um, what to see in those situations, you know how the the close is going to behave. It's just, you know, just also knowledge of like, you know, just everything now after 16 years, you just gather knowledge of so many different parts of the market. Um, so I feel like, you know, risk reward experience, I think talking to other traders around me, you know, seeing what they are seeing, um, you know, what they don't like <laughs> sometimes, you know, you're in it. So just talk to traders, manage your risk. Um, you know, there's there's lots of you know. Just don't think about one side of the market. Uh, always think that when someone is buying, someone is selling. You know, someone thinks they are right and someone thinks they are wrong. So, you know, just have that basic mentality in mind. Come in, you know, wake up early, have a clear mind, try to sleep well. Um, and one night I didn't sleep that great because, and then I drank like five cups of tea after that, and then throughout the whole day, and I was like, you know, a jittery mess. Not great. I did great. I did good that day, but I just like, you know, didn't like the way I was, you know, feeling at all. Um, I don't know, you know, enjoy the enjoy. For me, it's I enjoy those moments also. Like it's it's like, you know, once in a lifetime kind of situation. Uh, I'm like sitting throughout the day. This is what I love doing. And that's the most important thing, I think, is that if you love trading and you love being in front of the market, somehow you'll you know you'll do it you know like my student you know he he used to he works he used to work for microsoft he quit microsoft to be a trader uh because he just loves what what and he and, and he was telling me that this is the first time in his life 
that he's actually enjoyed something that he's doing. So it's very important to enjoy because you will do well if you enjoy something, I feel. Yeah. All right, Nish. Well, I know you've got to run very shortly, so I'll let you go. I just want to take this opportunity to have a quick catch up with you and sort of discuss uh, what's been going on as of late. So I really appreciate you taking the time. I know you have a, a lot going on right now. It's a, it's a busy period for you. So yeah, thanks once again. Yeah. Other than the market being busy, there's even kids at home and the wife has to take care of both the kids. So so you know, it, it takes it takes a family to to really run a, a trader. <laughs> it doesn't. It's not. It's not a one man job. It's you know. It takes everyone. <laughs> you have a good team around you. Thanks, man. Yeah. All right, Nish. Enjoy your evening. Thanks for thanks for the call, Aaron. Yeah, we'll chat soon. Thank you. Thanks, buddy. You've reached the end of this episode of Chat with Traders, but rest assured, there are more episodes loaded with real market insight and zero hype on the way soon. So to stay updated with each great new release, subscribe to the podcast and iTunes, and we'd love it if you'd leave a rating and review. We'll catch you next time on Chat with Traders.